What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Convincing Creatives Podcast. Today, we have Stevie Rain Warren as our guest. Stevie is an awesome individual who I know from my days working in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in the film world. And Stevie is actually the New Orleans Video Access Center Community Crew Up Manager. New Orleans Video Access Center stands for NOVAC, which is an awesome organization. I wish more places had organizations like NOVAC locally. Um, when I was there, NOVAC basically helped me find a lot of work and you know learn crew positions and network. And it was just such an awesome organization in Baton Rouge, as well as New Orleans in Louisiana that really connected the film world. And I think that is so crucial and lacking in so many other places is that you know it always feels like you're kind of just in the rat race for yourself, just trying to figure things out. And there's just not always these local uh, communities that are able to kind of you know connect the dots and so really that is so much of what Stevie is doing and it's really awesome work in the film world she also is the recruitment coordinator for Warner Brothers Media and she works really hard to make sure that different shows find crew members and people that are in both Louisiana and other places such as New York and LA and uh, placing them in crew roles to make production happen so we have a really exciting conversation coming up with Stevie and I'm really excited for you to hear it before that just want to do a couple quick plugs if you you didn't know the podcast is on apple Podcasts as well as every other podcast platform google play etc so please do check us out there leave us a review and subscribe additionally all video episodes of the podcast are also available on youtube if you want to watch the podcast as well lastly i have a new movie out it's called panda barrett i'll plug it really quickly it's about a rapper and his imaginary friend panda bear and it's full of drama comedy and it's a really wacky but good time so i hope that you have the time to check it out it's just over an hour long so not too long it's over on tubi tv for free yes you can stream it for free and you can also rent or buy it on amazon video thanks again for listening to convincing creatives everyone and here's the full episode with stevie now, stevie we know each other from back in novak when uh, i was making films in baton rouge a couple years ago and i know that you've been working a lot with novak recently and even back then tell me what you're doing now with novak and why it helps uh the local film community and when productions roll into town in baton mm -hmm. rouge and across louisiana gotcha um yeah so i am one of the program managers for Novak. Um, and for those listening who may not know about Novak, um, we are a filmmaking resource nonprofit um, based in New Orleans, Louisiana. And we also have an office in Baton Rouge um, and it's New Orleans Video Access Center. Um, but yeah, I work um, on our kind of like workforce development side, um, a lot to do with training um, and and getting people placed on productions. Yeah. <laughs> also filling those gaps because it, it, there are a, a, a knowledge gap for a lot of people just about what opportunities are even out there. Um, so a lot of my job is definitely um, outreach and um, making people aware of like the different opportunities that um, that they could that they could you know be a part of in the film industry. Um, so I wear two hats kind of. Um, so I manage two different programs. One is our community crew up program, my baby, <laughs> um, that started um, in about I want to say 2018 officially. But Novak had been doing this type of work for years before, um, but the community crew program essentially is a um, intern or PA pipelining program, recruitment and pipelining program. So we recruit, 
we train um, or we, we train and vet and then then we match make with, you know, candidates, local candidates um, with productions that are looking to hire people who are um, local to Louisiana. Um, so that program, you know, it's it's great. I mean, I work with there's no like kind of limit or there's no um, there's no restrictions with like the type of productions I get to recruit for um, everywhere from, you know, feature films, scripted television, unscripted commercials, music videos. Um, and this past year, actually, man, I want to say last three years or so, um, New Orleans in particular has been super, super active. Um, projects from Amazon, Disney, Netflix, Warner Bros, like every major, you know, studio um, or network has been active in Louisiana as of late. Um, so it's been really exciting. Um, and then I'm sure, you know, Louisiana, we have a very big independent filmmaker community. So it's always good to get people connected to those type of jobs, too, because sometimes you need to change your pace. Um, <laughs> the, the set culture for independent project versus, you know, a big studio project is very different. Um, so I try to like help people navigate, you know, those different types of jobs um, or different types of environments because um, like for me personally, um, I prefer working on independent projects um, when I used to work in physical production. So I'm um, just kind of trying to help people figure out what's the best type of, you know, not only type of production, but then also um, just like what type of environment they would best be suited for. Um, and that type of that work, that community driven recruitment and job placement um, work actually led to the other program that I manage, which is Warner Media Access to Action. Um, and that program is national. Um, so I essentially do the same type of work, um, but I'm assigned to shows all over the place. Um, primarily, of course, LA, New York, Atlanta, and New Orleans. So the two programs overlap sometimes if it's in Louisiana. Um, but I've been able to place folks on shows in North Carolina, in Boston, Baltimore, Miami, Orlando, um, New Mexico. Um, so just wherever these productions have a footprint, um, I'm, I'm liaising between um, the productions, um, sometimes the local film offices, and then other nonprofits that do similar work like Novak. Definitely. And and I think that's such like a underrated and crucial thing, because I know for myself, like when I came to Baton Rouge in 2015, I knew nobody. I didn't know anyone in the film industry. And like Novak played such a huge role for me, just like meeting people, like you said, right. connections, just figuring out like, oh, this person likes to operate a camera. This person right. is really good at gaffing. Like, and you just start, you know, making connections so organically through that. And I found in other places I've lived and visited and worked like that's not always the case and yeah. you know for for me as an outside observer coming to baton rouge novak was like really something special and mm -hmm. like, not everywhere has a novak and so i feel yeah. like that's what's really cool about what you're doing like what what is that kind of desire once you finally see like the pieces plugging in and like things mm -hmm. coming together like that that's kind of that rewarding aspect of it like what is that kind of you think 
big picture lead to because you know that that's really what grows a film community and our you know yeah. arts communities organically so yeah i mean for me I, i'm always like thinking big picture right. <laughs> um even though majority of my work is in the entry-level space i'm always trying to think about ways to help people navigate and elevate within this industry but then also i want like our type of I don't know, outreach or the way that we um, bring people in to set the tone for the people that are coming up because, you know, one day they're going to be a department head or they're going to be a director or they're going to be a producer um, and they're going to have to make hiring decisions um, and they're, you know, so we want that to kind of just like organically be embedded in them yeah. because that's the process that they went through. Um, so I'm always thinking about that. Um, you know, I'm very big on just like connecting people um just outside of just getting people jobs right i'm always i'm very big on like connecting people um who are starting out like you know at the same level because i think that that's very important um when i was paing a lot of the jobs that i was getting was because oh a friend a peer of mine you know they were booked and they got an offer and they sent my name, right? Or they sent my resume. Um, so, you know, you'll get a lot of opportunities within, you know, the circle of people that, you know, you're coming up with. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> I don't no, know if I answered the question no, or not. <laughs> a thousand percent. No, you yeah. did. I mean, I think like, it's just that organic networking community, like all that stuff matters. And like, for yeah. me, I know it's like, you know, and I think it can be the same said for really anyone working in film or anything creative. Like sometimes you just get in your lane and you're so, you know, working hard, you're, you're focusing on that thing in front of you that, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you forget about the big picture and like, you know, really right. it takes a village to make a film happen. You know, it's not a one person Absolutely. endeavor. Like, and, you know, it, I think it's just so crucial to, you know, you know, reinvest in communities and like, it's, you know, tricky with film because like I always, you know, compare it to like a band or something like, you know, a band is always able to stay together after they release the right. album. Like film crews are like, all right, we released the album, bye. And everyone like, right. Their separate ways. <laughs> and it's always challenging because it's like, you know, you yeah. make friends and stuff, but at the same time, there's, you know, a very small likelihood you're going to get everyone back together to do yeah. it again and again and again. And like, you know, some TV shows are able to do that, but yeah. But yeah. even then, even with TV shows, like I've seen several times, like from season to season, they'll change out of UPM. And, you know, if you have a whole new unit production manager, they may want to bring you on people that they worked with before. Right. So I see it happen all the time. So and that's, you know, I think when I was first starting to get into like the training piece of you know, getting people into production. I was very focused on like tactical, tact, tactful skills and like practical skills and, you know, walkie lingo and yeah, all of that, all of those things are really important because it's a whole nother, you know, language basically. Yeah. Um, but I noticed that there was just like something missing with like making sure that people were fully prepared. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to have a, a clear understanding of the culture of how you move through working in physical production. Um, if you're someone who, you know, you're not comfortable with, you know, being in a state of ambiguity, like... This, <laughs> There's a lot of that. 
<laughs> yeah, you maybe need to try to go the studio route to have something that's more, you know, stable. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, once you do get in the, the mix, you know, you, you do work consistently, but when you're first starting out, like I make sure that all of the, like the PAs that go through one of the trainings that I teach, like they have an understanding of like, okay, this is kind of like the hiring process, but then also it is case by case. Some people right. don't, <laughs> you know, so try to have them as prepared as they, you know, can be um, with that process because a lot of those kind of knowledge barriers are what stop people from actually getting opportunities because they don't know like, oh, it's, you know, I need to be answering unknown numbers. Like, you know, like yeah. very little things. Uh, my voicemail is full. So they, you know, that disqualified me. So it's just right. like all these very little kind of things that seem not important, but really do play a big part with people um, either getting into the industry or progressing within the industry. A thousand percent. And like what you said about like the lingo, I relate to that so much. Cause like when I first, like, I remember my first PA gig after school, cause the first time I went, I didn't know what people were saying half the time. Like, yes. you know, for me, it's, I mean, I'm not trying to trash film school. I, I learned a lot from it, but there are just some things that you don't always get yeah. from a school environment. So, yeah. you know, I found that was really interesting, like getting started and like, you know, there's the PA boot camp I remember from Novak. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, programs like that, which I think are super crucial because, you know, they help get people up to speed if that's what they want to do. So Stevie, what is one thing you think that's, you know, so crucial about filmmaking that like inspires you to get up in the morning and just, you know, do it? Like, what is the thing that, you know, maybe was it like watching movies growing up that kind of interested you, like the storytelling aspect? What was that personal moment? Yeah, I mean, so my, I grew up, my mom is a, she was a um, beautician. So I grew up like always in her hair, always in her hair salon, like watching, I started off like watching um, soap operas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> enough. Um, but I remember being like, I want to say five, maybe six, like being very young. And all I was always wanting to watch the ending credits and wanting to watch mm -hmm. the behind the scenes. So I was like, I feel like I'm a little bit more like in hindsight now, like I was like, I was a, more interested in the behind the scenes even then, but yeah. I didn't realize it. Um, and I think, you know, in, ad, in, in adolescence, I knew of a director, I knew, yeah. you know, people had to like write the stuff that yeah. was, was being said. Um, and I knew that there were actors, like yeah. that was pretty much it. That's all I really knew. Um, and so I, you know, I didn't even really think that I could work in this industry at all. Um, and then when I got to high school, um, we had a video production uh, elective class and that class that opened my world, like opened my mind, opened my world to like so many different possibilities because it, you know, we had to do our own videography. We had to yeah. edit our own, you know, our own projects. We had to, you know, do a little sound mixing. We had to work in front of the camera. Yeah. Like, so, um, when I took that class, um, and you know, I was coming up in high school around the time when like YouTube was starting to really 
you know, get some traction and people were starting to make their own projects and put their own projects out. Um, so just like growing up, like seeing Issa Rae come up and all of these different like upcoming filmmakers on YouTube, um, that also just really kind of put a fire, you know, under yeah. me. Um, but even then, like after high school, going into college, um, I still didn't really know like what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't really want to be a director or anything like that. I, I definitely knew I didn't want to act. Um, and I had always been really good in English and, you know, history and things like that. So I, I went to school for English and rhetoric mm -hmm. um, with the plan of like, maybe I'll go to law school and that'll be my backup plan. <laughs> like <laughs> that was always my, you know, yeah. uh, kind of backup. But and then I figured, like, if I get an English degree, I can still write as well. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I started to intern for Novak. Um, mm -hmm. So I started to, like, get PA gigs here and there, working behind the scenes. Um, I learned pretty early on that I didn't want to, like, go, like, the AD route. Like, I knew just personality-wise, like, that's not something that... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love it. I, I'm the I same it. way, yeah. <laughs> Just, I respect it. Yeah. Oh my God. But I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I'm not doing this again. Um, so I, I moved into art department because I really love like yeah. interior design. I really love art. Um, so I, And I still like, I think later in life, I'll probably get back into set design or uh, set decoration. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it, it, there's just so much, it's such a collaborative medium. Yeah. Um, and when you're watching a good TV show, you're watching a good film, um, you know, and, and it, it moves you or you feel something it's, it's because of so many different reasons. Right. And I love to just be able to, I don't know, to just like, know, like so much love from so many different people kind of brought this together, brought this vision together. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's evoking emotions. It's, you know, it's educating, you know, it, it's so many things. Um, so I think, you know, I, if I could be in, involved in any type of way, whether it be getting people hired so that I can watch more TV, like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the best reason. Make better shows reason. out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Like, and then they're getting, they're getting paid. Like, yeah, getting paid. everyone wins. Everyone wins. Um, <laughs> So, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's a definitely a challenging industry, but I mean, it, you know, so many, it's very rewarding to, right. um, to be, and I, I work in a very kind of like, I guess, interesting space, um, because I am, you know, in the middle of like the nonprofit world, but then I work very closely with physical production executives, with labor relations executives, with, um, development executives even. Um, and then I'm also working with local, you know, crew, um, yeah. helping them, you know, get connected to um, up upcoming, you know, crew members or filmmakers. Um, so, you know, department head. So it's like, I'm kind of all over the place, but in like the best way. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm very like yeah. to be in That's the place. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I think like you said, you know, when filmmaking works, yeah. like it works really well. And like, there are challenges, you know, it's not an easy world to just jump into and plug in, like it takes a lot of time and effort. And like, not everyone always, you know, gets exactly where they want to go. But you know, 
I, you know, I think a lot of it is like learning along the way. Cause you know, when I was in high school, you know, I watched movies and I was like, I need to work in Hollywood. And, you know, for me, it's like, sure. If someone wants to offer me star Wars, I'll go do it. But you know, I, until then, like, I'm so happy just like working with, you know, local people making little stories happen, you know, telling, th you know, character stories you don't always see and just trying to, you know, make things different in a way. Like, and, and I find too, like people, like it's interesting i've made you know movies independently in north carolina and louisiana and like anytime i tell people that they're like oh that's cool i didn't know you could do that there and i'm like you can that's Yay. a major <laughs> thing i always want to drive home it's like you can make movies you know in the south and you know, yeah. anywhere you find yourself honestly nowadays because you know cameras are you know coming down in price and you know it i think what's the hard part is like making a space for that type of stuff because it does have to sit right next to you know, Star Wars on Disney Plus and like, you know, all these other shows that we stream and watch, which are awesome. But, you know, it's it's just a bunch of stuff happening at one time. Um, what have you kind of taken with you and learned from, you know, specifically making work in Louisiana and in the South and kind of away from that, like, New York, L.A. world, even though I know you are connected to those worlds? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, first I want to say, you know, Getting people from the golf south in particular work in production is like always first priority for me. Like no matter where I, you know, I'm working on production. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's been, there's always, it's, it's an ebb and flow. Like we'll get a ton of productions and then it'll slow down and then it'll pick back up. Um, but there's been like this kind of steady, just, you know, activity with productions here. And one thing that I'm just really loving to see, like there's been a shift in, and I, I'm guessing it's because it's like so many streaming options and it's just so much new and original content that's coming out. Um, but I'm, and they can't, it can't all film in, in LA. Like it just can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, LA is full. <laughs> yeah, because of the volume of content, for one, um, things are being dispersed yeah. other places. But then also, there are a lot of projects that are set in Louisiana, mm -hmm. and I'm saying that they are actually coming and filming in Louisiana, which I love to see that. Yeah. Like I, you know, that it's and I, that's for a number of reasons. But you know, if you're going to be telling a story about people from Louisiana. In Louisiana, <laughs> like yeah. what? Why would you not go there? Yeah. Why would you not want to be? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and you know, we're we're seeing a lot of that. But the, even stories that are like based in other places, mm -hmm. places in the South, they film here, like Claws. That's you know supposed to be in Miami, but they filmed in New Orleans. Um, and I just you know I love to see it, and also too. Um, there are some people who, you know, simply do, they want to live in the South. Like, and I feel like you should be able to live, you know, where you want <laughs> and yeah. do the work that you want to do. Like, I'm really, I, I, I want to stay in the South. Like, yeah. you know, I want to live in the South. I love the South. Very family oriented. I, I don't want to uproot my family and be away from them and, it's just, it's a, it's an energy, a vibe here that I yeah. love. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and I, did I answer your question? No, a hundred percent you did. I think, I think that's like exactly the reason 
you know, very similar to why I love, you know, making stuff here and working with people, you know, anywhere in the South. I mean, you know, I'll work with anyone anywhere. I'm, I'm super affable. I love to collaborate. But at the same time, like you said, if you're going to tell a story in Louisiana, why not go to Louisiana? Like if, or vice versa, like there's, it's not like there's a shortage of awesome locations, people, talent. I mean, you know, it's not like you're going to Antarctica. I think sometimes people think right. when, when we're like, oh, come to the South and film, they're like, well, are there things there for us and i'm like yes like are you <laughs> i tell people this a lot like yeah. and, and i think that's changing like i'm not saying it's everyone but yeah i think it changes by you know people like yourself doing the work and like actually connecting those dots and so, yeah absolutely and i think you know there's a it's a bit of a dance like yeah executives they need to know like okay is there a crew base here right, right. Um, and then people need to know what well, will there even be jobs for me to work <laughs> To, to even get invested into this industry so yeah. it's always a push and pull of like letting you know these executives know okay we, yeah we actually have a big mm -hmm. a pool of trained individuals here a pool of people who um work in this industry live here and are based here um and then kind of keeping you know i don't know ear to the street letting people yeah. know <laughs> okay there are things coming there are things right. coming that people that everybody kind of have has like a clear line of communication or understanding of like, you know, there are people here and then there are going to be jobs here. Um, right. So yeah, that's definitely a bit of a dance. And, you know, I feel like we're in a really good place now. Um, mm -hmm. I, there are still some improvements and, and, and you know, I, there are not enough local, I would say like department heads that I would I would prefer, like, I would prefer to more people in leadership roles to be, you know, from Louisiana, but we're getting there. Like, we get people trained. If they decide to go the union route or if not, you know, they'll, you know, eventually, I don't know, things will shift if we right. continue to train people and, um, and support them. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's major. Um, when, you know, we're all transitioning back out of, like, pandemic stuff and, like, you know, obviously it's still going on. But how, how has that shifted and changed, you know, the way you're working or maybe the way you're planning things? I know, you know, you mentioned physical production. There is some also, you know, virtual production and things like that. How are you kind of seeing those trends um, work themselves out? And like, you know, I know that, you know, a lot of virtual spaces have opened up that, you know, I don't think are going to necessarily just completely close down, but I think they'll kind of coexist in the future, you know? Yeah, I mean... COVID just turned everything like my, 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 the flow of my work, the way that I had to recruit changed completely. Um, when everything shut down in March of 20, was it 2020? I keep, I get the years. It's, it feels like a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, when everything shut down in March of 2020, I think I was in one way or the other assigned to 32 different productions in about, okay. Seven, seven different cities. Yeah. So for one, there was making sure that those individuals were like, you know, it's only so much that I could have done, but right. when things did pick, pick back up, like they were my first priority to like mm -hmm. get them back working or get them back, you know, just in their resumes in rotation to the supervisors and all of that. Um, and then from there, because there was such a backlog of productions that got halted, um, 
not only were things picking back up from what was shut down, then there was all of these guys, because there was like no pilot season that year because mm-hmm. everything was shut down. So all of those new projects, you know, HBO Max, all of this new content, you know, there were a bunch of new shows coming up. So it was a balance of like <laughs> picking back up, catching up with that, but then also um, embracing all of this new work that was coming in. So then I had to do, you know, another round of recruitment and training. Um, so it's definitely, like I said, it's been a balance. Um, I think, you know, of course now with major studio productions, they're required to have either, a, you know, health and safety department or a COVID compliance department. Um, that's been a very just interesting, uh, <laughs> it's been an interesting experience working yeah. with, um, working with, you know, those departments. Um, in, in some ways, you know, it has made things a lot better. Um, there are certain protocols that I was like, we weren't doing this already. <laughs> like, okay. yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and, you know, also too, because of there's, there's um, a gap in between like when you, at, at the beginning of the pandemic, I would say, and when things started to pick, pick back up, um, there was a testing period before you actually had to start. And that's, that was actually very beneficial for me because I'm very used to getting phone calls and emails. Hey, I need recommendations yesterday. Right. Uh, and that is, very- <laughs> yeah. So because of that kind of restriction, uh-huh. they had to be right. proactive in the way that they were doing their hiring and all of that. So that kind of helped me with my, my workflow a lot. Um, but then once the rapid test started coming up, they started to, it kind of started to revert back to like, I need mm-hmm. them immediately so they can get tested and then start. Right. So there was that. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, I haven't really worked with a lot of productions that had opportunities that were remote because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I work heavily with right. the production. Um, but I have seen it to where, um, you know, a lot, people have been able to gain more experience or yeah. they're able to get more opportunity because there's not that barrier of, you know, where you're located, um, yeah. which I, I, I love to see it. Like, I really do. Cause it's like, okay, well this, this has always been a possibility. Like yeah. this has always been something that, you know, could have been made happen and hopefully you know it stays like that right um to where people have more opportunity um but yeah I, like i said there's been it's 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 been interesting <laughs> yeah no it, it's been super interesting and i think um you know coming from like the indies world that's what's been such a challenge is like you know the the larger productions they kind of have you know especially like last year yeah. They had the money to do a lot of the quarantining and putting people up for two weeks and like all that. And like the Indies was like, well, I guess we're just not making films this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, you know, it was definitely like interesting to see. But, you know, I do think like now, like you said, we, we're democratizing things because there yeah. are ways for people who, you know, are in a more rural area or maybe who aren't in New York or LA to connect and finally get into these realms and like, you know, it's always interesting when it dawns on us when we're like, oh, we could have been doing this the whole time. We actually, right. you know, had the technology. <laughs> like, it's not like last year someone's, you know, flipped a switch and invented Zoom. Like, you know, that that has kind of been a thing, you know, video conferencing and all that. But, you know. Right. 
another plus too that that start that happened or shift that happened was because like it was crew was just limited everywhere right. in LA and Louisiana everywhere like people they needed crew so there was this um new enthusiasm about bringing on people who didn't have experience already um so that opened the door for a lot of people um right. which was that that also was an yeah. interesting experience but definitely a positive you know uh -huh. for being on the recruitment side because you know if you're constantly saying oh i only hire people if they have pa experience already then it's like yeah <laughs> how are people supposed to get in yeah um, <laughs> it's like you always need that first job but it's like right. in order to yeah. get a job you need to have had a job but it's like but then how do you get a job it's like and it's like know. but this is the entry-level position like yeah. why do i already need two three years of pa experience to work on this no so yeah. i think they didn't a lot of productions they didn't have an option you know you you take what you can get and you know that that really uh benefited a lot of um people who were like just coming into our training cohorts are being engaged with novak for the first time so yeah, yeah that was definitely a plus nobody wants to be a pa for five years nobody wants mm -hmm. to like you yeah. know <laughs> yeah so um yeah and I've, I've seen people move up quick quick more quickly um and they're excelling and yeah. you know like I said, this is something that could have been happening, but yeah, it, you know, I'm, that's one silver lining that came out of that it accelerated a lot of people, um, deservingly so. Right. Well, I mean, I think it all just boils down to what's important is, you know, the way I always want to operate in anything I'm doing, film or life, is like I always want to feel like I'm leaving the door open for people. I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, cementing it shut because I feel like there's just this like mentality in film sometimes where it's like i gotta get mine i gotta take care of this but then you kind of lose out on the community i just think like that's such a major thing and you know i feel a lot of times that doesn't always happen and i think that's what was so awesome with novak and what y'all are doing is like you know it's it's not even just leaving the door open it's just saying like do you want to learn that there's even a door here to walk through like, exactly and like i think that's so major like because i i've you know, I've been on sets and it, it was just not that way. It was just kind of like, you know, it, it felt like I was like, looked at like, what are you doing here almost sometimes? And yeah. like, to, to open up more to mentorship or to, you know, just being more open to their peers as well. Um, so yeah, definitely appreciate that. For sure. Um, well, to kind of land the plane on the podcast, what would you say is like, just some general advice that you would give, you know, maybe a younger version of yourself or just anyone who's looking to, you know, get into this world of creativity and film and logistics mm -hmm. and everything like that. Um, Cause I know so much is changing right now. And, you know, I feel like when there's an opportunity for change, there's an opportunity to grow. And I see there's so much like opportunity that the, the film world and everyone, you know, after COVID, like we're, we're all just learning to do things, you know, better and smarter. And I'm just, you know, pretty excited to see it. So like, where do you kind of see things going and what advice would you maybe give yourself or anyone else looking to do this? Absolutely. Well, for one, I'm very optimistic and, and looking forward to the way the industry is kind of shifting and moving. Um, um, and th there seems to be more um, just consciousness with yeah. how we treat each other, how um just 
how we're working together um, to, to, to make these projects. Um, so I'm definitely, it's been great just being able to like really like witness that and see the little kind of things that are happening to, to change that. Um, as far as advice for someone who's looking to work in this industry, I think, you know, at the very like base, at the very start, you know, you want to, you want to be curious. You want to do your own personal research. Um, like for me, I, I literally like I Celtic Studios, which is in Baton Rouge, like I would pass it up every day. So yeah. I knew something was being filmed in right. um so i just was like always googling like you know what films in louisiana what and, you know you'll be surprised of like the things you come across um you know you get involved or you get signing up for newsletters to make sure that you're being kept up to date on things whether it be your the film commission office whether it be you know, nonprofits that are similar to no, to Novak, um, you know, just making sure that you're in the loop about, um, you know, what, what, what the, what's going on within your city. Um, I always tell people to start where you are, um, yeah. you know, you're, you know, you, cause you literally can, um, whether it's a, a small independent, you know, filmmaking community or, you know, if you have, if there's a, film commission office or if there's a like a tourism and entertainment office typically they have some type of um some type of link to making sure that locals are connected to those type of opportunities um so you want to always you know start locally you don't have to if you want to live in LA one day or New York or whatever that's fine but you know I always tell people to start where they are and um and work their way up that way um I think also you know, it's it's just important to like kind of never forget why you even wanted yeah. to do it in the first place. I think we get so we can get boggled down in the minutiae that the all of these things and get, you know, um, I don't know, deterred or, or what have you. Um, so I think it's really important to just kind of stay grounded in why you even started it in the first place or why you even want to do it or what do you feel you can bring um to this medium, um, just in general. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great advice. I mean, just, just remember why you're doing this thing. Cause it's, you know, like you said, we all get bogged down and like, we, you know, it, it's easy to do because it's like, Oh, this needs to get done by three o'clock. And like, that's yes. the world you're living in for the next 24 hours. And then you it's kind of forget. <laughs> those deadlines are, are crucial but at the same time like you know you got to remember why why do you even care about the deadline to yeah, begin with? Exactly. So, you know that that helps me kind of like recenter myself on the stressful days and you know things okay. like that yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah like, well, and again bringing it back to like we said at the beginning the big bigger picture like yes. i always think beyond that moment or how you feel or how stressed you are in that moment why am i doing this why you know, what is this leading to, right? Um, so I'm, that's always kind of my centering moment. It's like, okay, let's get it together. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in service to like that bigger story. Exactly. You know, like you said, the movies, they make us laugh, they make us cry, they make us yes. think. Like, that's Definitely. what all this is for. You know, it's not about, you know, money and ego and this and that. It's, it's, it's truly, I, I think at the end of the day, just that simple storytelling that brings all of us together to do this. So um, where can people keep up with you and Novak if they want to? Yes. Um, 
thank again, thank you for having yeah. me. It's been great. Um, uh, so Novak, so our website is novakvideo.org. That's N-O-V-A-C, video.org. Um, if you're in Louisiana, please sign up for our newsletter to just be kept up to date on any everything from trainings to, you know, networking opportunity, virtual ones, <laughs> networking yeah. opportunities. Um, hopefully, you know, soon we'll get back into yeah. those in person, you know. Um, and then as far as, oh, and then our social medias, um, Twitter, Instagram, it's Novak Video. Um, on Facebook, we're Novak um, um, Novak New Orleans. Um, and I am Stevie Rain on everything. S-T-E-V-E-E-R-A-Y-N-E. Perfect. Well, y'all go check out everything Novak's doing, everything Stevie's doing, and keep listening to Convincing Creatives. We are on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and everything else where you get podcasts. Thanks again. We'll see you in the next episode.